Oh, oh. Let's hear it, Dalton. Hey, hey. Give him a beat. Give me a beat, son. Uh huh. Okay. 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 My homie. <laughs> Who is that? I've been rolling every day just thinking about my vibes and I'm like, I'm okay, I'm okay, get the fuck out of my way, I'm okay, I got vibes through the default gateway, IP map address, I like computers and I could get your MAC address, not your MacBook, your MAC address, the address in your computer, no, not the IP address, hardware address, I know your <laughs> I can read it. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, th- I think we might have our new intro. That was pretty sick. Default gateways into IP addresses and, and IP Mac addresses. So but you're willing to say Matt Dalton's the best drum, the best rapper in the drum family? thousand percent. I don't know. Mom might be a sleeper. Extended family, too. No, absolutely not. Nope. 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 I'm fucking shambles compared to this god of a rapper. Shouty touty to our cousin Mikey, aka Brody the Rapper. Brody the Rapper. You guys ever looking for some sick lo-fi beats? Uh, he creates them, puts them out on YouTube for free, and then he also has some of his own music um, with his Crazy two good. most popular songs. One is about Valkyrie. Ava, Ava. And the second one is about Ava Taylor. Ava, Ava. Shouty touty. Brody the Rapper. Brody the right. Rapper. I mean, our intro's not going to be as good as his music, but uh, you know, we can roll it for now. David, roll the intro. I'm drum. I'm drummer. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think's longer? Uh, the five seconds that it takes for us to like be quiet so David can get his five seconds, or like seconds during a plank? Oh, definitely the five seconds oh, for David. It, it's like literally the longest five seconds of my life. All right, welcome back, everybody. Full Week. Of shit. 41. 41, guys. Week 41. That's 3 plus 18. 21 plus, yes? No, 22. No, 20. 3 plus 18, 19, 20. 21 plus 20. I know. I know. I'm making the jump. I'm making the jump, guys. Times 1 goes 40. <laughs> plus 1. 41. <laughs> You had 21, you added 20, you, you mo- times it by one, oh. and then added another one. Oh, wait. We are in the future. Damn it. Okay. You know what? Quit, quit, Cut this quit, out. Put this sub- for next week. Just subtract one and we'll be good. Minus one. See, guys? Multiplication and subtraction. You can always get the number you want to, to, to just do that. Week 41, and as always, we are your hosts, I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. And this is the podcast about brotherhood and the three S's. Satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Uh, go again. Go, go ahead. No, shut up, David. We're going to make our own S's. And this is a podcast about brotherhood and the three S's in life. Stories, self-improvement. And the supernatural. Dalton, bro, we hung out. We hung out together. Me and you. Me and you. Mono, Imano. Almost. There were some other people there. Imano, 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 Imano. There's a there's a bit of us. We hung out with our cousins over the weekend. Uh, we went to this really really cool little inn out in Huntington. There was nine rooms. We occupied three of them, and they weren't at full capacity. So, do with that what you will. Yeah, it was pretty chill. It was sick. It was really. It was like super dope area too. Like you can get to the beach in like a minute. They have a really cool pool, like a really cool uh, porch. That you could drink patio. at. Patio. Patio. Not a porch. A patio that you can drink at and look at the ocean from the view. And um, we normally don't believe our cousin Dylan when he tells us that these things are as amazing as he says. Yeah. But he hasn't really proved us wrong yet. Yep. He's just, it's just things that don't sound like it, but really are pretty dope. He just happens to stumble upon these super <sighs> sick things. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. And uh, we got to hang out and celebrate our cousin Dominic, a.k.a. Bob Bagnell's Bob birthday. Bob Bagnell. Yeah. Why is he called Bob Bagnell? So he decided that it was time that he gave his cute little niece and just handsome little nephew yeah. some little bit of a of 
family trauma, if you will. Mm-hmm. They, trust issues, maybe. They, they, yeah, trust issues. You know. Yeah. So when they're about 14, 15, they're going to come up to a therapist and say, one day, my uncle Dom, who I loved oh so much, looked at me and said, kids, <laughs> I'm no longer uncle Dom. I'm Bob Bagnell. <laughs> and they said, okay, so much so that he gets letters from them addressed to Bob Bagnell. <laughs> They're the best shit I've heard all day. I fucking love that story. Dude, oh, and like, if you know Dom, it just, it's the most Dominic thing you'll ever hear. In your you'll life. ever hear. Like that, he, I, he would do that to us when he was younger. He would just tell us to do random things or make just random jokes. And he hasn't changed. And I love no. him for it. We love you, Dom. Shouty Toddy, Dominic. Shouty Dominic and Naya. Naya's fucking awesome. Naya's this shit. She's, she's so awesome. She's awesome. Um, but yeah, so we got to hang out for a little bit. It was real quick, like one night. Honestly, everybody was in their room. We kind of took over that patio. Yeah. Just hung out. And then, uh, yeah, it was cool, man. It was a lot of fun. Good quality good time. time. So for those of you that did not listen to the end of last week's episode. Shame on you. First of all. Second of all. We're Shame s- again. Oh, okay. All right. Third of all. Go ahead. We're selling merch. Uh, so if you saw or you follow us on any of the social media platforms, you see that uh, we have shirts that are going to be for sale. We're doing a pre-order and we currently, we're flooded with them, but we want to do one last uh, chance for people to come in. So let us, send us a DM. Let us know the size, how many you want. Uh, the cost of it is going to be $20 and we're, we'll be order, we will be ordering them next Friday. So make sure you get it in by then. This shirt comes to you. From far away, it is a tri-blend cotton with just from the, the deep, deep sands of Egypt. Underneath the Pyramid of Giza is where you'll find these very unique fibers. And when you, when the archaeologists discovered them, they said, "Oh, we have to, we have to sell these to the Drum and Drummer Show." And they contacted us personally. And it's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. It's cra- think and, about and it. So it's a tri-blend cotton. Fit is really, really nice. Traditional sizing. So if you're a small, you'll still be a small. Nothing crazy. It's unisex, unisex shirts. So uh, let us know what size you guys want. Would love to go ahead and get those over to you guys, um, as well as a nice little gift from us, being a handwritten letter with whatever randomness these white claws make us right and you know if you yeah. guys like it, we'll, great. We'll make, we'll make sure we get pretty tipsy before we start writing shit down. Yes, of course. So if you can't read it, I apologize. Okay. So you, so you went to the so you went to an inn this weekend with your cousins. Mm-hmm. But have you? How big is your family? No. Depends. God. On a good Which, day or bad day. <laughs> how many of your cousins do you like hang out with? Like party with? Like or you like... consider like your like good friends? You know, versus just like oh they're my cousin. I don't know. I have thirty two cousins. You do have thirty. There's have... A, there's okay. over half of them I would say are my cousins before I'd say they are my friends. Oh, I feel like cousins is better than friends, though. Why? It's just there's more connection there. There's more love there. Like no matter what, you know what I mean. Like family's family. I don't know if there'd be if it would be like friends are like yeah, like David's my friend. He's not my family, but he's so much a friend that he's like. Cons- <laughs> <laughs> what? What, David? Did you think you're my cousin this whole time? Is this a shock to you? He's oh wait, my dad's not related. My dad's not your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing: it's like I consider David family because we've been friends for so long and we have such a good relationship. So I think the opposite of that is like if you're such a good friend, you become family. You don't become a friend anymore. You know what I mean? No. How do you not get that? That completely makes sense. Well, first of all, you just told David he wasn't family, but then you just no, found I'm out saying, it pissed him off, so then you made him family no, no, again. No, I'm saying that David isn't my family. He's not, yeah, he's not related. But he's such a good friend and such a close friend that he that I consider him more family than a friend now. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, this is... Cut all this out. This is fucking stupid. Matt's pissing me off. Next subject. So you think... <laughs> I'm literally Shut not up. anything. You think that... <laughs> no, my podcast now. Is <laughs> <laughs> <This> drummer... <laughs> It's <laughs> completely one-sided. So you think that family is like the the highest commendation that someone can get? To me, yes. I'm guessing not to Matthew because with your looks. I'm literally sitting here listening to you talk. But I'm, you argued with it. You argued about it earlier. So tell me what you believe. Like, would you rather have our our family? Like, if they're cousins, they're like they're not your friends, but they're just they're just cousins. I don't like the way any of that sounds. Is my biggest issue. Why? 
because like it makes it seem like I care about them less when I don't. It's just that life happens and I don't happen to be able to spend time with all of them. You know what I mean? Like I thoroughly enjoy seeing my family, you know, birthdays and then the holidays, but I don't necessarily call them up on Fridays when I'm free to go do something. But I mean, it doesn't mean that I care about them any less. You know, they're still my family. Well, the question is not about caring. It's just about does that qualify as like a friendship? I think someone can be your cousin and not be your friend. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't think that I don't think that takes away from the level of care that you have for them, but it's different. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really hard question to ask. I was talking to Matt uh, Dalton about something. Don't ever mix me up with my brother again. <laughs> oh, I was talking to, I was talking to Dalton and it was just something I'd read a long time ago that I forgot until this conversation which was the different types of friendships. Okay. What do you, you think you think th- so how do you define friendship? to you do you think there's a difference or do you think there's one level of friendship for everyone do i think no there's a there's a difference um i don't know i I've, i haven't really thought about this before i guess i i guess i'm just kind of one to just kind of like oh if you're my friend you're my friend it's not really like i have like a hierarchy of things that i do people like i'll do for people you know um if you're my friend and you need help like i'll do whatever i can to help you yeah but I also tend to like know what my friends like and what they don't. And I just kind of cater who I hang out with depending on the situation. What does friendship mean to you? I think it means you're his way. cousin. Yeah, now, <laughs> now you're my family. <laughs> you know why I think that though? Why I think like when, when I get so close to somebody, they become family because Matthew always would tell me, he's like, you already have older brothers, dude. You have like me, you have David, you have like Dylan, like all these, all these people that like, like we I considered friends at the time were like, oh no, these are my family because they're gonna take care of me no matter what. Right. So now when I like I hang out with you, like it's not really like I'm hanging out with my friend, I'm hanging out with like just family, just having a good time. But I would say you hanging out with me, I'm your friend, but it's gonna be different than you hanging out with a friend from work. Yeah, completely. Why? Completely. Um, okay, so you guys have like a work mode and like not work mode, right? No, I'm 100% authentically me all the time. That's bullshit. <laughs> uh, but like you have you have your your switch you can turn off, right? Yeah. So when I'm working, I don't really talk to a lot of people. I kind of just focus on my job and with my job now, like, it just doesn't really allow me to talk to other people anyways. So you have you have a mode that you switch on. So like this is my work time. I'm going to work. I'm going to get paid. And then once 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 I clock out, I can do whatever I want. So I'll come to the gym. At the gym, I'm a completely different person. Than I was yeah, at work. Yeah, definitely. At the gym, I'm, my, I'm like, I'm myself. I'm hanging out with friends. We're, we're working out. We're having a good time. Then I go home and I fall asleep, right? Like simple as that. It's just more of like a switch. You yeah. just kind of shut it off. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm the same way. So Also, not true. So, and, and so like it leads into what I was remembering, which is Aristotle had three different kinds of friendship types that he had theorized, philosophy, whatever you want to say, like that he came up with. And one is called the friendship of utility. The second is the friendship of pleasure and friendships of the good. Okay. Explain them to me. So a friendship of utility, I, you can kind of tell the three different kinds. I have a really simple way of doing all three, but a friendship of utility exists between two people. It ex- exists between you and someone who is useful to you in some way. Okay. Friendships of pleasure exists between you and someone whose company you enjoy mm-hmm. and friendships of the good are based upon mutual respect and admiration and an investment in each other. So and what investment oh. in each other like and those dating, he thinks that is the deepest and most compassionate type of friendship because it takes longer to build them than the other two. And they're more powerful and enduring. So the, the way that I kind of think about them is friendships of utility and friendships of pleasure are both predicated around situations. Okay. So it's it, it would be like, Dalton, let's go to the comic store. A friendship of utility would be, I need to go to the comic store. I know Dalton likes going too. So I'm going to invite Dalton. A friendship of pleasure would be, I want to hang out with Dalton. <laughs> so let's go to the comic store, whatever, so I can hang out with Dalton. Oh, okay. Friendships of the good is when Dalton has become an illustrator for a comic book yeah. and it just got released in stores and I want to go support him. We go pick up that and 
he can talk to fans who enjoy it because of taking such an interest and investment in his life and his him his well-being and his improvement and his growth in the world explain the friendship of the good one more time but in simpler terms slowly Uh, it arises when like two people have similar goals similar values and ideals and stuff like that and visions for how the world should be so does that mean that once those goals are met those two are no longer friends maybe potentially okay but i think the bond that's built during those kinds of things is is deeper than of the other type. I mean, I think there's a hierarchy. I yeah. think, you know, friendships of the good is the top. Friendships of pleasure is second, mostly because it will lead to friendships of the good. And friendships of utility sounds kind of almost like a friendship of convenience. Oh, what? I want to hear what you have to say about it. I was going to say, friendship of utility sounds like it's like convenience. So like you're, you're friends with the people at your school because they were at your school and you were around them. A thousand days out of the year. So right? you had to be friends with them. So you're like, you know, you it's, had to be friends with them. It's like your concert friends, your, you know, your... Friends of utilities, like, if I need to ride somewhere. Your friends, like, if you guys had people that are also 49ers fans, and, like, you're super chill with them, but you really don't know much else about their life, you don't care about their life, that's not the kind of people you are, but, like, that would be that kind of friendship. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, like if I want, like if you want to party with, you invite they're this hin- person to party with. They're hinged on like an external circumstance rather than an internal one. Okay, that makes sense. I get that. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, well, first, listening to those three, do you agree with them? Do you think that a those kinds of friendships exist? Do you think that that, that is the only like three steps, types like that you steps can have into those friendships? Right. Like you start at like the basic one, and then you slowly move your way into like the utility, and then into the what's that what's the relationship one friendship of the good friendship of the good i feel like it, it works works the way up to that right because you need those connections and that baseline to work off of and once you have that it just kind of gets me more and more if you guys really do get along like that i don't think it just comes like like that you know what i mean yeah and i think like i have i have friends that i deeply admire and like i support them and like whatever they want to do but i don't necessarily like you know i i think people think that when they have friends you need to be talking to them like 24 7 and i don't i don't think that's true just because like life happens like things get crazy and so like it's like hard to imagine the need to talk to somebody all the time you know uh and i know there's people out there that need that um but it's just kind of like friendship with a good like i have friends that i deeply admire and i look up to and we've bonded over a lot of things and i haven't talked to them in a long time but i guarantee you and this just happened a couple weeks ago i had a buddy that i hadn't talked to in probably like over a year or so at all. And he hit me up and said, hey, I have some questions about a podcast that he's doing. And I was like, cool, I'll give you a call tomorrow. I called him and it was literally like I hadn't like, like I hadn't skipped a beat. Yeah. I had another friend FaceTime me that I had literally haven't talked to in like five years, but I've known him since kindergarten. And he called me, FaceTime me. And when I hung up, Monique was there. She's like, when's the last time you talked to him? And I was like, honestly, babe, it's been like six years. She's like, it literally didn't sound like you guys like skipped a beat at all. I'm like, no. And it's kind of like, you know, when you go through things with people, like there is that bond and that, that deep admiration. My problem with the hierarchy is like, there are people now in my life that I've known for shorter amounts of time, but they've played such a huge role in who I am today. And we may have met out of, in environments that we both enjoyed and were around constantly, but like I can't imagine my life without them now, you know? Um, now, whatever the future holds, I, I don't know, but I can tell you I'll be talking to them in, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, but you know, the how often that is, I, I, I don't know. Um, it's kind of hard. Friendship is a, an interesting thing because I know, pe- I know people that are like, no, if you're my friend, I need to talk to you at least twice a week. And if that's the case, I am a terrible friend. Yeah, I because I, you know, David sends me texts and calls me all the time, and I disappear, and I'm terrible at answering texts, and it's nothing personal. It's David's just, the only person that I actually talk to pretty consistently. Actually, me too. I, I, us- I usually call just for like our first, like the first few words that we say to each other. Like, you just call to hear those. Yeah. Like, What's up, diggity dog? Yeah, I do that a lot with you guys, and I've noticed that. <laughs> I dig it. Um. So. I'm interested, Matt, you're in the camp that friendships don't die. No. They can be murdered, but <laughs> for you, they don't die. Yeah, no. Is that how you feel too, Dalton? No. I think friendships come and go. I think it's it's that certain people that you meet. There's, I think 
like me, me and Matt have always lived the same way where everybody has something to teach you no matter who they are right but also they don't need they don't not everybody's gonna make a consistent impact on your life that's gonna like change you like if like, where I'm at five years from now you know I'll maybe I'll know maybe like 30 percent of the people I think the older you get you meet so many people in your life right but like the older you get you you start to really not really like organize but just know okay these are the people that I'm gonna consistently talk to or that I'm gonna hang out with and that these people like I can see my like self being friends with for a long time and then you got the other people that you're like all right I'll talk to you you know we'll vibe well we'll have a good time but you know I don't need it I don't need to have a conversation with you if I see you every time you know what I mean so I, I think it's very simple for me where it's like all right I like you all right you're cool and it's very I don't try to make it too complicated you know and then naturally those people that will consistently stay in your life and soon enough turn into be, be just be like your family member is like those people are the ones that you know I'll be like all right I want to pursue this more because I, I really like appreciate our relationship you know what I mean or like the people that I hang out with are just it's very it's not really like too organized for me it's just cool I vibe with you I don't vibe with you yet maybe I will but if I don't I'm not gonna be mad about it it's very simple I think that's interesting the way it works so this is the difference between you two. If someone called up, to, like you said, you haven't talked to in six years or something showed up about it and say someone was like, oh, who's that? Matt would say, that's my friend. Mm-hmm. Dalton would say, oh, I used to know this person. Yeah. yeah. Or that used to be my friend. Yeah. Or just like, not even I used to be my friend. Just like, oh, yeah, like I, I used to know him or I worked out with him once or something like that. It's something very simple. It's just, I don't know, friend still does mean something, you know what I mean? Like, having a friend still does mean something. And there's people that I, that, like, majority of people from my high school life, I don't really talk to any of them. But, like, there's, like, maybe two or three people from high school that I will still, like, consistently talk to. Or, like, you know, my, my boy Mark is, like, he was my best friend in high school. And he lives his own life. We don't talk for, like, eight to nine months at a time. And then I call him one day, and we talk for four hours, and nothing changed. And then we won't talk to each other for another, like five six months and that's i'm perfectly fine with that you know what i mean like it's just it's just how stuff works and i'm not going to try and take control of it all you know just let it be so you kind of touched on the hierarchy of it but it's like these three are kind of set up is it a hierarchy or is it like just a growth it's set up in a growth model but do you think every friendship should aspire to be a friendship of the good or do you think each has its own place I think I think they each have its own place, thousand percent. Sometimes you just want to be around a bunch of like friends that don't know what's going on in your life, and because you just need an escape from that, and so you are gonna go do that one activity that you all do that just helps you just get away from it all. And like I think that's awesome, you know, because like I know for me, if I know what's going on, and you're and somebody's around. Until recently, I've gotten much better at this, but I would always be like, oh, like let's let's talk about it because like. I feel better when I talk about my problems. So if you talk about it, you'll feel better too. And not everybody's like that. And that's okay. You know, so it's like, I think that you need everybody in each area. I agree. Like not, not saying everyone has their place, but you know, people, I think people are put in your lives for certain reasons sometimes, but like not everybody needs to stay there and you don't have to be reminded that that was the reason why they were there. Like they're there for that moment. If it passes, it passes. You know what I mean? There's not really much else to it. It's interesting seeing how different the perspectives on friendship are. Yeah. Again, from two people who grew up in the same house in the same circumstances for the most part. Yeah, but we also have two very different experiences with making friends. How so? Like you've talked about it. Like you like you had a hard time making friends or when you did, like they either would leave school districts or yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? And it was like for me like I literally I talked to everybody that I talked to in high school for the most part. Like I still talk to you, I still talk to John, I still talk to Chucky, I still talk to Seth. Dave is out of the question. You know what I mean? So it's like I, I, I still have those relationships, you know. Like there's a lot of people that I, I don't necessarily talk to, but like I have seen within the last, you know, couple of years i think it's just the person that i am where it's like i don't make it seem awkward that i you know that i don't see them all the time like i saw sarah blunt at a wedding and it was great i got to sit down and catch up with her sarah lopez you know what i mean like I, and these those are individuals that i went to elementary school with why, you know you sarah, sarah blunt i went to preschool with so that brings up an interesting question oh what question is that david why is it like a, a guy and a girl can be such great friends but terrible romantic partners expectations yeah. like why, why there's di- uh, david but i can't kiss him like you can't i've seen david kiss guys it's fine oh, keep that in the podcast they, they weren't me so okay, I, I think we have, we've all kissed a guy before i'm clearly just a friend of fucking utility 
You know doesn't even I mean? use you properly. <laughs> I'm afraid of pleasure. Doesn't even use me. <laughs> um, no, but like I, I, I don't think you can go backwards. I don't think you can be a friend of pleasure and then go to be just a friend of utility. And I, I think w- back to your question. I think the problem comes in unspoken expectations. When you are just a friend with somebody, it's like fine. Like you know, you if you answer, great. If you don't, oh, sorry, I was busy. And for whatever reason, when you guys. Or just friends, it's whatever. But when you start dating, there's an expectation. All of a sudden, there's an expectation that gets hung on somebody where yeah. it's like, no, I'm now more important to you than I was before because we're now dating. So when I do X, Y, and Z, you need to respond, answer, drive over as fast as you can. You know what I mean? Like, there's expectations, and I think 90% of relationship issues come from miscommunication. And I think we're all three of us here in this room are absolutely guilty of it. And I think that there's there's a communication issue globally. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where a lot of problems come is from like unspoken expectations. And I think a lot of it stems from our upbringing. Like you'll see on Instagram, you'll see like dads and rightfully so they'll buy flowers and bring it to their daughters and being like, like, so she knows how a man needs to treat her or something like that. Right. And in that act itself, absolutely perfect. I understand what you're going for, but also too, there's expectations that your children see in the way that you interact with your wife, in the way that you speak to your children, in the way that you handle yourself with friends, in the way that you handle yourself with, you know, significant others or whatever that looks like, like that subconsciously gives children expectations because our parents are really the only relationship that we get to see deeply into without being involved. So that set, tends to set expectations and bars of what it, it means to be in a relationship, you know? And I think that goes back to like these subconscious beliefs that we all have that, that cater and, and control a lot of the things that we do. It's why that one person that, you know, is always in an abusive relationship and they can only find quote unquote douchebags because it's like subconsciously there's something that set an example. And she's like, well, these are people that I'm told to listen to. So this must be right. And now it's this deep subconscious thing that has to be corrected at some point, right? But it's just like the that anything becomes an, a subconscious expectation, and it's and it's hard because like we don't know how to communicate that, right? Because we don't like sit down and ask ourselves like, okay, what are the what do I expect from my from my partner from my significant other? It's not until we start having issues we're like, well, why aren't they doing this? And then you get in a fight and like, well, you're supposed to. And then the other person who's had a completely different upbringing is like, well, why am I supposed to? Like, what the heck? Like, my dad did that four times a year and like, that's it. Why am I expected to do that? You know, and it's like, that's when the communication needs to be had because we we all are raised differently. You know, I mean, even here, me and Dalton were raised in the same damn house by the same two people. And we have very different outlooks on a lot of things. Very different outlooks. You have anything to add? Matthew took everything. Sorry. No, you went off. No, it's, no, you it's, thinking no it was good shit. talking? Not really. I agree with a lot of these things. We we have a lot of the same thoughts on communication, um, but well, that just completely contradicts what I said. But you know, whatever. I mean, no, we think differently. <laughs> but when it comes to like communicating and relationships, I think we everyone needs to know how to talk and communicate. Unfortunately, that's something that nobody knows how to do. It's something that you have to learn on your own in your own way. I think you can watch your family communicate, but it's still not you communicating. So at the end of the day, like yeah, your family communicated, but you're going to be with somebody that never saw your family. So when you have to communicate with them, they might not want to. So that's frustrations that you're going to shut down because they shut down and then boom. Yeah. And and I think that's where a lot of love languages come from, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's like, oh, my love language is affirmations. I guarantee you that person probably had a role model in their life who just always was affirming them or was affirming their loved ones. And they just like saw that at a young, really young age. Do you want my love language? Yes, Don, what's your love language? I took a test. My list, all I, all I can remember because I couldn't find uh, my test results and I don't want to take the test again, is words of affirmation. So just knowing that somebody cares, like them telling me. And that's because he was a mama's boy, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mom always made sure I knew that I was the best. You're the bestest boy in the whole world. <laughs> don't say it like that. But, <laughs> like, she, like, you know, I was raised with it. I think that's why I, I I tend to I like being complimented. I like knowing that like I'm doing a good job or you know like I like I like support. 
you know what i mean positive encouragement yeah but also i'm a very like physical person so i love hugs i love anything like that that is just what i do you don't have to buy me anything give me a good hug and i'm, I'm happy i'm a good guy i like that but it's different for everybody what, what do you think your love language is i don't know actually you know what i i want to take the test kind of i love touching things <laughs> saw <laughs> yeah let's close that no i just solved i i agree with you back going back with the good friends bad partners you said expectations and i i but think, there's i think it's more like when you're friends with someone there's deal breakers that you don't give a shit about yes but when Absolutely. you're with someone now it's like that's a deal breaker for you romantically yeah yeah that once that line is like, that's why some sometimes two people can be great friends, but if they thought about more, it'd be awful. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think that there's, it's, I respect the people that can associate those things and they're like able to like be like, okay, no, nope, this is, I know for sure that I love this individual and I think they're a great friend, but as anything more, I just know myself. Yeah. And so we're going to take a break now. We got a long uh, but, night ahead of us, boys. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna need another twelve pack. But uh, yeah, but so it's a nice, easy transition from what we were talking about into one of our signature segments, Sexpert's Corner. All right, you've come to the right place for all your sex questions, all those deep, burning desires that you just needed the answers to. You've come to the right place. We've got our Sexpert. It's our segment where we go through some relationship problems, some humorous, some serious, and we get these two boys, one of who worked at a sex shop, to give their takes on it. And one who just has a, you know, some experience in life. 99.9% vanilla, but that 0.01%, you know he's grinding some work right there. It's wild. Got that. This week there's two. They're both short, so we'll see what we get out of it. Uh, The first one is perfect for you two. And it's called My 21 Female Brother, 19 Male, opened up to me about his penis problems, and I don't know what to do. I've seen this time and time again. I've had these conversations From Dalton? with Matthew. No. Time and time again. No. I, I, that was a, a porn joke, but okay. Oh. oh okay. All right. We're all on different pages. It's cool. I'm just the pervert here. It's all good. Chill step, bro. <laughs> 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 Naughty America. Nobody. Nobody <laughs> does it better. <laughs> and if you're laughing at that, you're a fucking person. You know, baby. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I don't know that one. That's Pornhub. Oh, is it? The any any Pornhub video. Well, I was thinking about it because you two are brothers and you guys have talked to each other about your penis problem, so Let's see how it goes. All right. What are you talking about, Dave? We don't have penis problems. She says that they were having drinks out in the garden and got into some pretty deep conversations about life and love and stuff. And he hasn't been able to hold down a girlfriend. So she's like, yo, what up with that? He suddenly started crying and weeping and blurted out that it's because he has a small penis. She doesn't know how to respond. So she just reached out and hugged him until he stopped crying. Well, that is one way to solve the problem. Um, so what happened with Pee-Pee? Well, now that he's sober, he regrets telling her because, and he's like actively avoiding her. So she's his big sister and she wants to know, like, how does she make this better? He was drunk. He told her this. He regrets it now. He's just avoiding his sister. But what was the dick problem? That he's got a tiny pee-pee. How tiny? Enough where these girls see his pee-pee and go, I'm out. Is that like micro? The micro PP. When did you find out that micro penises were a thing? Oh, um, first day of work. So I there's like two weeks of training, maybe three weeks. I can't remember, but it's like a lot of training. We go through each product in the store, and they tell you how everything works, why it's good this way, why I use this with this product, um, why you know people come in for these things, how to respond to them, how to act, you know, how to be uh, 
you know, discreet and be very invested enough with the customer to where it just makes the customer seem like it's just you and him or you and her, right? You want you want that one-on-one time because that helps with the selling relationship. So there is actually, it was actually cool because I got to learn a lot. There is like, there is that. And then they had the music up to a specific level where if you were just like maybe two, three feet away, you couldn't hear the conversation. But you had, you had to be like here to listen to them and have a conversation. But here over here, like at the end of this poll, you usually couldn't hear what they were saying. That's some cool acoustic design. Yeah. Yeah. So it's super interesting. We fucked it up at the end because people would just play with the stereo system, want it louder or shorter and longer, whatever the fuck. So they had this thing where, you know, people with micro penises, they want to get hard or they want to like jerk off and stuff. I forget what it's called, but it's like a little black rubber thing. And you put it on your penis and you kind of like squeeze on it. And it's just like, it's just like stroking it. It's just like stroking your penis, but with a like toy, I guess. Like, it's like a sex toy, right? Um, but it's specifically made for micro penises. And we like, we sold condoms made for micro penises and they sold pretty fast, usually. Like, it was almost ridiculous how fast they sold. Um, so it's like not the most uncommon thing, but also like, it's hard for like any man with a micro penis, I feel. So, how would you, how would you address the problem? Say it's still the night when he's drunk and he wants help. At the end of the day, dude, if you if your dick can't make it work, you got a mouth for a reason. Why don't you use it? You got a mouth. You got fingers. You got toes. Make something happen. If you know you can't do it down there, you got to be better somewhere else. I think this is a classic, classic situation of knowing your strengths and focusing on your strengths. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, I think that sex is more than like the act of like penetration and like what we tend to think of as the act of sex. You know, I think that like foreplay has a lot to do with it. And I think that goes neglected a lot of times. And so I think it's one of those things where it's like if you can find ways to make what you do have or whatever, you know, more enjoyable or you know that, you know, you can't. There are plenty of people in this entire world that have sminy, uh, tiny penises. I tried to combine small and tiny, sminy, uh, <laughs> that, that, that do are, are less endowed that have great sex lives and they have multiple sex partners and they have a happy marriage. Right. And I think it's just more of like understanding what your partner's needs are back to communication. This yeah. is I mean, another Matthew, area that Matthew's is a perfect example. Me and Dalton are the same, you know, and we just know where we're at and we know what we got to do. You know, we got to work a little harder With than each other. Else. Huh? Huh? No, 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 no. We're, no, no. we're the same. We're the same. We've measured. Yeah. We have the same exact penis. <laughs> if I took my penis off and put on his, and I took I took his penis off and put on mine, nothing changes. Nothing changes. Same penis. <laughs> 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 all right, all right. So, but okay. So that answers the night of question. Matt, you're the older brother. Say Dalton tells you something he's embarrassed of, and now Done he's before. avoiding you and regretting it. Done it before. How do you handle that? What's your solution if he's avoiding you and being weird and doing all that stuff? Matthew doesn't want that slide. I don't. I, you know, I've done it for both of you. You like, will stand if, at the doorway. I will say, like, I will literally stand there and say, I'm not leaving until you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and then he'll try and ignore me. And then, or at least with Dalton, you just got to do something not like, not annoying. Like, don't stand there and scream really loudly because for whatever reason, he can actually ignore that. But, like, you have to do something very subtle. That's that's still kind of you have to start quoting Lord Lord of the Rings to him, but like with the wrong names. No, yes, that'll yes, something like that, or breathing slightly louder than usual. (laughs) Right, that's usually his go-to. Like, look, we might lose followers after this comment. I am a mouth breather. Sue my parents. All right. So all I do is if I want Dalton, Dalton's trying to ignore me. I'll just sit there and I'll go. I'll either smack my lips and go. Sorry oh, for I all of you that. that oh, sorry for all of you that had to listen to that right now. Oh, I hate or that. I'll just go, and like literally at that level where like normally it's like okay, whatever. But because he knows I'm in his doorway, and is slightly louder than normal, he'll be like, "Matt, get out of my room," and I'll say, "I'll leave when you tell me." So really, I just bully him into telling me <laughs> what I want to know. Um, no, but then Communication I think tactic 101. But I, I also think too that it's just coming from a place of like, look, I'm your sibling, like I'm your brother, like I care about you. Not that I want to help you. Like I do, but like I don't I want to give my advice. I want you to hear me out. I don't want things to be awkward. So it's just kind of like, you know, that that would be my approach. I would just but that was like I, early high school days. Now I don't really give a shit. 
I tell you everything and anything. Yes, that's true. But the I, thing is, it's very one-sided. You want to know why, David? Because I'll talk to Matthew about everything. He's my he's my guy, right? But Matthew has a problem. Boom, shut down. Matthew and I don't tell anyone any of our problems. We've gotten better over the past couple of years, but we literally do not tell anyone anything. So then why is it okay for me to tell you my problems if you won't tell me yours? Where's the where's the even Well, that's where's why that, where's that's, that friendship. That's why we've been getting better at it. At letting people for, in for like my, that. For me, just because yeah. because of me. Yeah. Good. I would appreciate that. Like Ma- no, Matthew has gotten better over time. But before it was like it's like you want to know all my problems, but you never want to talk about yours. So why would I tell you I, mine? I think at least for you and then I I know for like maybe for you and your sisters too, it's like one of the things where it's like we have this older sibling role that we feel comes with the assumption that we have to go through things first to experience them and then later on come to you with our experience, right? But also too, like there have been times where I've told you my problems and your answer has been, oh, well, like just get over it. And it's like, all right, answers like that just make me not want to tell you anything. Okay, when? When was this? Years ago, right? Exactly. Are we talking about now or our Get over it, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I get you. Right. I so it's kind of like it comes from a place of like from getting answers like that. Yeah. And then also too, like f- up until recently, we've just been going through things that you guys wouldn't understand. Like we moved away to college. I can't go talk to you, Emily or Natalie about that. None of you like at that point in time, you guys hadn't experienced having roommates, those difficulties and struggles that come with that, not being around your parents and your family all the time. You know, so it's kind of like there's life experiences that need to happen. Now, I think we're all getting to an age where we're all just naturally experiencing enough things to where it's balancing out. We can share experiences, you know, but up until recently, it hasn't really been that. That hasn't been the case. Well, I was thinking more of uh, and it's, you know, it's kind of like a antiquated view, I guess. But like the person you go to when you need help if you know that they don't have it figured out, it makes you kind of question the advice they're giving you. And I think that was the kind of mindset that I bought into mm-hmm. and Matt bought into where it was like, I need to look like I don't have any problems so that I'm someone that you can come to. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't think it's easier to know somebody else has just as many problems as you do, it's yeah. a little bit easier in a common ground to talk to them about it. Yeah. We can empathize with each other. Yeah. Yeah. And then this comes, this comes back to like a, you know, we just assumed certain things because that's not the case. Like I remember going to Biola and I had this like whole, I was getting ready to, I, so I almost went on a mission trip to Haiti and Africa. Like literally I was at school for about a month and I had signed up for this stuff. Um, and I remember they asked me like, who are the two most inspirational people in our life, in your life? And I said, Dalton and Caleb, like, because as young as they were, they had taught me so much because like, if you've listened to this podcast, you know that like, I love my childhood and there's a lot of things that are incredibly similar, but it was very different in a lot of different ways, right? Like I didn't run out, run around and play tag for the most part. I was asking incredibly difficult, deep life questions to my aunts and uncles who at the time, you know, were, were my age now and we're still trying to figure it out. Right. So that's just always been me. But like, you know, I see you and Caleb and the way that you interact and the way that you guys had just like this, like youthful, like enjoyment of life like I, that i like to call it a youthful glow okay a youthful glow but also too like you guys would say things that were just so matter of fact that that it was like it was so simple to you guys but so pure that it was like be it was like fucking wise as hell you know so you guys both would say these things and i'd be sitting there and you guys would just say them and then leave and i'd be stuck with these comments for hours if you pick your nose you end up with sticky fingers. <laughs> <laughs> that goes makes so much more sense. Now. But yeah. So are you saying that me and Caleb were only inspirational back then? Yeah, you're both total fuck ups now, both of you. Damn it. So that was there's, a there's, there's, very long avenue from a sexpert's question. What's the next expert question? The second one <laughs> is a lot simpler because it's one, two, three, four, five, six, six words. Oh, Are you I, ready for this question? I, I love this. It's going to be the worst <laughs> to watch. Are buttholes supposed to be sour? No. So here's some context. I swear this isn't a troll. My girlfriend has been eating me out lately, and she's described my taste as sour. Is this a girl or a boy? This is a boy. Good for him. 
Good for him. And she's described my cha- my taste as sour when she goes deeper. I clean myself very, very, very well. That, one, that last one's in all caps. Especially before she eats me out. What a man. What a good is this person. Normal? This is a good guy. Wow. So, I don't know. I've never had anyone eat my ass before. <laughs> but if you're willing, let me know. <laughs> if, you've been Give me a dugs. If you're willing, you know how to reach me. You can follow us on all podcasts at Drum and Drum. <laughs> eat my ass now. <laughs> Um. Okay. So. So you're Mr. Hygiene. You worked at a sex store. Yeah. Give us a little context about this. There's so many ways to clean your body, but your body's always gonna taste the way your body's gonna taste. So your body has natural juices that it's naturally gonna make. Um. Usually, like you can eat fruit to taste a little bit sweeter. Um. Maybe homeboy just doesn't eat the healthiest. Doesn't mean it's bad. Doesn't mean he tastes bad. So diet. Diet. Part. Diet is the biggest part. In your flow, as people call it. So is he eating too many lemon heads? He might just be eating like, you know, burgers and shit. He might just not be eating the healthiest. <laughs> David thought, I'm not. I'm David ignoring that it. Was fucking I'm ignoring that. I'm ignoring <laughs> that. He, the, she comes out of you. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it, it all it's it's all dependent on the food you eat and how you take care of your body. So this guy, you know, bleaches his butthole, fucking uses a douche in the morning, doesn't eat too much. He drinks a lot of water or even if he goes to the extreme, he knows he's going to get his ass eaten later that day. He like takes like a like a laxative thing, cleans his butthole off the night before, only drinks water the day of and like he's ready for it. That's different, right? But I mean, I'm guessing that this is like a casual thing. So it's probably not all that. He'll probably still use a douche just to get majority of it cleaned. But shit is not going to taste amazing. You know, you're putting your tongue in somewhere where you know poop comes out of. Don't expect it to taste great. Still got to love it, though. What a man. I'm so proud of that. I'm so proud of him. Matt, you've said zero words on this topic. People don't know a lot about rectum culture, man, but it's real. No, I I mean, again, like perspective, like what do you expect to get? You know what I mean? Like worst come to worst, like I know that there is like some like flavored lube. So if it's like that bad and that's like why do they get me for that? Because the first okay, <laughs> okay. So here's the story. So uh, the Dalton started working at Hustler of Hollywood, and so I went, so I went, and I went to go go visit him, and I walked in, and Dalton got all excited because it's kind of a taboo place. Like people people are very uncomfortable when they walk in, but like I just I walked in like a champ. Like my brother works here. I'm proud of this motherfucker. Yeah. Right. So I walk in, and Dalton gets pumped. So he's like, hell yeah. And so then he like grabs me and starts showing me all these things. And then I'm like talking to our friend Michael. And then I turn around and Don goes, Matt, taste this. And he sprays this shit in my mouth. And then all of a sudden it was just like, it was like a throat numbing spray. And I like couldn't feel the inside of my mouth anymore. I was like, what the now hell? you can suck dick even farther down your throat. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, all right. Right. So then uh, he gives me this, I, there's this type of cream that you can eat. Oh no! It's it's um it's called BJ. It's like BJ cream. So basically, we rub it around like the around. Well, you explain it how I explained it to you, if you can remember that. So there's different flavors. There's grape, caramel apple, blah blah blah. So blueberry. So basically, you put it in your mouth. You put it on your tongue. You rub it all around the inside of your lips, right, and kind of on the gums of your teeth. And when it's for like when you're giving a a, a blowjob, when your partner finishes, it now tastes like whatever the flavor of that product was. Yeah. So, but there's also lubes that are like that. So I would imagine one workaround for this situation would be to use that on yeah. your partner. Yeah, of course. And you know, if it's that bad and it means that much, if the taste is that sour and it means that much to your partner, you know, there's compromises that can be made. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course. I'm just like. You don't hear a lot of guys that are openly talking about that. Yeah. Because it's just so like, oh, my God, no, nothing goes in my butthole. <laughs> but like sex is sex. Love is love. Let it be. I think that's cool. But yeah, I don't think everyone should expect a butthole to taste amazing. It's a butthole. You know what comes out of it. It's your choice to go down in there, to go down under. All right. Well, there you have it. <laughs> that is our sex for corner. I'm setting this up for the next thing. And so our second segment of the night, we haven't done this in a while. It is one, one, two, one, two, three, four. Fun facts of listeners' towns. Fun facts of listeners' towns. Fun facts of listeners' towns. Cause it's fun facts of listeners' towns. 
And this is the Jake Paul. <laughs> I knew what song that was. <laughs> and this is the Jake Paul edition. It was the vine of the old man singing it at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Jake Paul edition because we're pulling it straight from It's Every Day, Bro. Because it's every day, bro. No, because England is my city. England is my city. England is my city. So we have listeners in England, but the data doesn't tell us what region of England they're from. Okay. So today, England is a city, and we're going to be covering all of England. But first... Great soccer teams, by the way. As is the tradition... Or football teams. My apologies. As is the tradition of getting new listeners somewhere around the world and immediately offending them so much that they'll never listen to us again. Hell yeah. You you did fucking what, Mike? The first thing we're going to do is attempt the major accents of England. All right. So I have have some clips to play for each of the major ones we'll be doing. Okay. But we have some warm-up phrases for both of you. Yes, let's do it. We're going to go one. I have four phrases. You're each going to do two. Do you have four phrases? Matt, you do the first and the third. And Dalton's going to do the second and the fourth. Okay. Okay. Here we go. So the first one. It's Tuesday, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Can I get a bow? Wow, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what is that supposed to be? Use the glottal stop for that sentence. Can I get a bow? Wow. wow? (laughs) (laughs) Can I get. So the. the Shut the fuck up. Can I get a bow? Wow, wow. So the question is, can I get a bottle of water? Can I get a bottle? Can I get a bottle? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's not spelled correctly. Getting stabbed and saying, Oi, mate, a bit rude. I'll put that knife in me chest, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Getting mad and saying, Are you fucking stupid? (laughs) That was Indian. Are you fucking stupid? (laughs) Okay, hold on. Are you fucking stupid? There you go. You gotta use the finger. She's a bit rude of a knife in me. Are chest. you fucking stupid, Mike? Why do you sound you like Johnny fucking, Depp? <laughs> you fucking loser. Alright. So you guys ready to try the different accents? Let's do it. Yeah. So the first one, actually, I don't think you need an example for. We're losing all our listeners. This in is London. London. This is the London city accent. The extreme of it is Cockney, <laughs> the Cockney accent. Whatever you can think of, this try and so say offensive. it in a Cockney accent. All right. This is so offensive. <laughs> I'm not going to give you sentences. Oh, I don't know what a Cockney accent sounds like. Do you want oh, us to make it up? Don't know what a Cockney accent sounds like. We don't know what any of these sound like. Don't act like that's a normal thing to oh, know. Oh, you, you guys don't know what a Cockney accent is? All right. So here's a Cockney accent. Is the accent that most people Get out of my pub. Go on. You know what? I was thinking the other day and I saw something walk this way and I was like, Get out of here. Get out of here. Turn you, on the power. You fucking. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently. <laughs> so this is. Cockney is like Michael Caine. It's it, it made me it think, of, it made me think closest, of Oliver Twist. It was the one closest to what you were doing with the warm ups. Oh, okay. It made me think of Oliver. Like, please, sir, may I have some more? You, you fucking, you look at me. <laughs> you're doing like well, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> He's doing a Robert De Niro from London. You fucking looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The second one we have is received pronunciation. That is oh, the oh, Queen's yeah. English. Mm-hmm. That is the posh English. Posh English. How does posh English sound to you? Pip, pip, cheerio. That's literally the only sense I know. Give me a full sentence within that. I, I, I literally like... Just, this is just called attempting the accents, not doing them. Pip, pip, cheerio. Dalton, will you go get me some claws from the store? <laughs> what you should say from the pub. I feel like I can't do that accent without saying pip, pip, cheerio. Just like set me off. <laughs> hello. Hello. Oi! <laughs> Hello, oi! Hello! How? Are- I don't know how to do it. It's called attempting, not doing. Hello! Welcome. Nope. <laughs> you keep going Indian. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> All right, well, here's one 
that you guys <laughs> should know. Oi. It's called the Birmingham accent. The Birmingham. And it has a pretty famous example that you both should automatically Robert know. Robert Bronson. Hold on. Here it is. I could do Ozzy accent. Do it. So ask ask Sharon for the, the remote. Sharon, Sharon, somebody came into my room and drank all my beer. <laughs> that is not Ozzy. All right, let's hear your Ozzy. Sharon. <laughs> That's even worse. Sharon. Sharon, bring me the remote. That's not, That's not, not, not it at all. <laughs> you know, the crazy thing is, I like to tell you something. I thought, hey. I thought, hey. The next one. I thought, hey. <laughs> The next one. The first thing in my life. <laughs> the next one is Liverpool. Yo, have you ever seen the 30 for 30 on the Liverpool Stadium? Fucking wild. Everybody go watch that after this, but I'll hold off on that. I already know what the that Liverpool has, accent is. Who, who has the Liverpool accent? You fucking what? That's not it. <laughs> <laughs> the Beatles are from Liverpool. Is this thing a Beatles song? How does the Beatles sound when they talk? Yellow submarine. <laughs> I don't, David. We are the two worst people to ask these questions to. We all have one accent, American. I cannot even pronounce. Yeah, I can't. No, that, I can't like do that lot. accent. I don't have the tonsils for that. The best like way is to just go. You're from Liverpool. You're from Liverpool. It's, it's very Liverpool. sing-songy. You're from Liverpool. You're from Liverpool. <laughs> oh, you sound like a Pokemon. All right, can we get into the fun stuff about London, please? All right, so London. Well, we're not doing just London. We're doing all of England. Um, we got some stuff to cover. And so there's the classic is it canon stuff that we can talk about the weird shit. Uh, do you guys both know Jack the Ripper? Hell yeah. All right. What do you know about him, Matt? He was a serial killer. He killed women vigorously. and um, no Why one did you use that word? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, but all I know is that he has um, he never was caught and he was a serial killer. He did like, I want to say 38 deaths, 38 murders around that. I don't know. I don't know why I think that number specifically. Am I right? Uh, there's an article that says some dozen. Some dozen. It's so pretty that's close. Definitely not 38, but like you could also be right. It's around there, right? Eh. It's, it's well, there's, there's also another character called Spring Heel Jack. Jack's a popular name. It's from 1837. Oh, I and I it's I a this. strange figure. Yep. That has claws, mm -hmm. wears a cape, vomits blue and white flame from his mouth, and would terrorize women. They think now mostly that it was just a couple pranksters along with the newfangled phenomena called mass hysteria, which came about from a bunch of people all of a sudden living in one city together, whereas everything before was a bunch of farmland and everyone was spread out. Now everyone's mm. stuck together. That's also where... This is also kind of the beginning of doppelgangers and doubles. Oh, because everybody was like, oh, you kind of look like me or that person looks like you. Now they believe that they're just seeing themselves. Oh, mm -hmm. yep. good concept. You know, there's a story of these of this guy that was completely obliterated, just drunk off his ass. And he saw uh, Birmingham. Is it Birmingham Palace? Buckingham. Buckingham Palace. <laughs> he saw Buckingham Palace. And he's he's a Burbank Palace. Birmingham, Birmingham. I don't know why I said that, but Burbank. What's the word? Buckingham. He saw Buckingham Palace where the where the Queen lived or whatever, and he's like, you know what? I want to go check it out. So this guy, completely drunk off his ass, did he climb the wall? Somehow, somehow he climbed this fence, jumped over the wall, walked through the back door or one of the fucking doors in that palace, and just started walking through the halls like nobody's business. Maids looked at him, said, uh, didn't, didn't say a word. No, there was no bodyguards in there. He walked all through the rooms into each one, walked down all the hallways, looking at all the old pictures. He walked to the bedroom, and the certain bedroom was the queen's bedroom. Was she sleeping? Looks at the queen and goes, Oi! <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, queen, the queen looked at him, and she yelled for guards, and no, no guards came, so she had a call. And then one of the guards finally ran up, and I guess they like had to like call the police, but what what was what happened? The guy was like released the next morning, and he did it again. Oh shit! Yeah, crazy. It's like it's like crazy when you walk somewhere like you're supposed to be there, 
people are just like, oh, okay. He, he said he was obliterated. Like, he couldn't have been walking normally. I bet you there was somebody else in that palace that was just constantly that obliterated. And it was just like, all right, they're here. I mean, if you're if you're the king and queen and you don't really have any responsibilities anymore, you just have the name and you just do it for culture's sake, what are you going to do? I what guarantee else? you there's still responsibilities. There has to be. Is there, though? I, yes. Can you look that up? Okay. Yeah. No, I, I guarantee you there's That's still responsibilities. Just don't have a I just don't know. Things. I don't know what. Another one. There are no roads in the city of London. That makes sense. Why? Wasn't that one of the first areas to like be like civilized or like? Yeah, but there's places that the cars go and people walk. Well, horses on. are smaller than people and the cars. Yeah, and I I don't think <laughs> Imagine I don't think that, I don't think people. that people are I don't think that people are like oh all right well we have all these horses now I feel like at when f- people first realized they could like use horses to ride around there was no roads it was just more of like all right hey dude I'm gonna cut through your land and then those tracks that people use as the shortest just became the roads but there are no roads in still london. still yes there's no roads in london yes you're a fucking liar nope oh you call me a fucking bum mate so the reason for that is because are you fucking stupid the word road was not entered into the english language until far after the establishment of london city so are there trails? So there's streets, Stupid. alleys, this is and literally squares. The most David That's fact kind of, of no roads. That's weird. Dumb. That's something you wouldn't you wouldn't normally find. Good research, D Rod. Thank you. Um, <laughs> D Rod likes to sleep. There's one that says D-Rod that when big so, D Rod likes to do strict so, press from the rack. So what likes to slumber party? <laughs> so what's Big Ben? Big Ben's a clock. He's Roethlisberger. Um, quarterback for the Steelers. And honestly, that's the first thing I thought of when I read it. Yeah. Big Ben is the, the clock bell in the clock tower. And the it clock. said... I thought it was the whole thing. Would it be called a clock in the bell tower? It said that when the bell strikes 13 times, the four lion statues of Trafalgar Square would come to life. So To, it, to do what? Who knows? To protect the city? To destroy on, the city? On, hold on, hold on. When it... When it hits 13 times. When the bell strikes 13 okay. times. 13 is a very satanic number. But yes, one. Does that mean they eat the... I say they eat the people. But what I'm saying is, isn't the bell mechanically driven and operated? I could hack into it. Do you want to make it strike 13 times to freak everybody out? How many of those people do you think would actually know that, Looks though? like we're taking a trip to London... We're not allowed there right now. Yeah. No, we're definitely not. Give, we're give this all like shitty another countries. 50 episodes so they can forget about this really bad one. All right. Now we're going to rapid fire some other ones. Queen Elizabeth II is distantly related to Vlad the Impaler. Nice. A.K.A. Dracula. That motherfucker oh. is insane. I love his history. Vlad the Impaler. What is his history? Um, So he was a, like a crazy ass general. And the reason why he got Vlad the Impaler because he would like to scare his enemies and literally put spears up his up their asses all the way out through their mouth and put it on not another battlefield. He made um, victim kebabs. Okay. Yeah, just a bunch of kebabs everywhere. Crazy. And he was so terrifying that people thought he would drink and eat blood uh, and eat so, and that's flesh. Where the story of Dracula. Came that's from? where the story of Dracula. That's came from. where uh, one of the sources for Dracula. But there's came there's from. other sources for Dracula. Another one. There's an annual what? Can we do an episode on Dracula? Because I'm actually kind of Hell really yeah. interested. I'm interested in vampires. Okay, but we have, to, we have to do our research on it first. Another one is there's an annual cheese rolling competition. I've seen that. Yeah. I've seen videos of that. Yep. And everybody just eats shit down. It's literally, they all say go. They roll a wheel of cheese. Everybody trips at the top, and then they all fall down this giant hill. It's That's pretty funny. dope. There are more chickens than people in England. I did not know that. It is illegal. It's illegal to die in the House of Commons. It's illegal. Yeah, what what are, you're what not allowed to die. Do? This fuck died in he. Ma'am, are you having a heart attack? Please step outside, or you'll be arrested. <laughs> like what the fuck? Do you really want to die? And shouty touty, David and Susan are the most common given names in England. So, David, since you're listening to this, and Susan, I can I know you're back there. So, hey, Susan, how you doing? Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. And no, it's not because there's a thousands of your names in that country, but because just because we know you two individually. You two specifically, you know, we appreciate you guys. 
The highest temperature ever recorded in England was Wait. 101 degrees. That's Fahrenheit. it? It was 112 here in Ontario today. It was butt-fucking-hot. It is so hot. So hot. All right, if you made it this far into the podcast, thank you so much for your time. We really do appreciate it. And as always, go ahead and follow us on all of the social media platforms at Drum Podcast. And if you would like a shirt, please go ahead and send us a DM and let us know the size and the amount of shirts that you would like. And we will send you the Venmo to send it to. We will get them ordered and shipped out to you with a handwritten note from some two drunk individuals. And uh, oh, that's gonna we're gonna that'll, that'll be, be fun. exciting. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. We gotta we gotta do like a few beer bongs, and then show all some with videos. our invention. Yeah, we gotta, we, gotta, we gotta show our new invention. Do some beer bongs off it, and then just have him like do little clips of us writing our notes for everybody. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. make, it, make it a whole thing. Make it an event. That'll be cool. But uh, as always, everybody stay safe. And we'll see you guys right here next week. I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye. It didn't feel that long.